successful entrepreneurs don't make it to where they are today all by themselves. The goal of this segment is to dig deeper into the tricks and shortcuts that our guest entrepreneurs borrowed or stole to help propel them to their own successes. Join our host, Kent Lloyd, the director of Harmon Brothers University, as he asks his guests what they borrowed, or in some cases stole, to grow their business to success. It's the legal kind of stealing, by the way. Poop to Gold presents a brand new segment, Funny Business, hosted by Kent Lloyd. Welcome guys to another week of Funny Business. Today with me today, I have AJ Wilcox, who does a lot of stuff with LinkedIn advertising. AJ, how are you? Oh, so excited to be here. I'm doing great. Oh, we're stoked to have you. Um, AJ, before we dive into everything, I love getting to know people's backgrounds and like what led them to where they are today. So, where'd you grow up and what was your childhood like? So I, I grew up um, about half in Utah and the other half in Arizona. Uh, Arizona's more of what I remember. I mean, it was like junior high and high school. And I kind of, I went to Brigham Young University here locally mm-hmm. and I knew that I liked marketing. I liked advertising and I knew I wanted to make money. So of course I looked at the business program, but I still didn't know what I wanted to do. And at the time, digital marketing wasn't really a thing. And uh, it, it wasn't until I was like uh, junior year, we had a, a guest lecturer come in and talk about search engine optimization in one of my marketing classes. And it was at that point I went, this is, this is what I want to do. This is marketing, but it's with technology. And so that was my start into SEO and like digital. Very cool. What exactly drew you to advertising and more specifically, how'd you get started on LinkedIn? Yeah. Uh, because I started in search engine optimization, I always kind of fought against advertising. Cause I was like, why would you pay for it if you can get it for free? But increasingly, as I would, I, I had side clients and, and clients that I, I, I you know, did work for at agencies, the need was, was like, now we need leads now. We don't need leads in six months. And so I, I ventured into Google ads to kind of plug that, that gap of like, yeah, sure, SEO will kick in in six months, uh, but let's get some leads now or get some sales now. And I found I loved the data. I loved the immediacy and being able to measure in a way that I never could with SEO. And so, so that was like finding out I loved advertising was that. But LinkedIn specifically, I went to go work for a, a local tech company before they were public. I was the, the, the first digital marketing guy. And on my very first day, I go talk to the CMO, my, my new boss, and I laid out all of my digital marketing strategies, what I wanted to do. And mm. she said, oh, all that sounds great. Go ahead and execute it. But just so you know, we started a pilot with LinkedIn ads about two weeks ago. So see what you can do. And I went, okay, I don't want to look stupid to my new boss. And so I, I dove in and started trying to figure it out. And about, you know, I just did my best, uh, but it was not the only thing I was doing. And one of the sales guys came up to me about two weeks later and said, AJ, we don't know what you're doing, but we are fighting over your leads. Keep it up. And so I went and hunted down what are these leads he's talking about and every single one of them was sourced from LinkedIn ads. So that was my first inkling like, oh, maybe there's something to this underappreciated channel. That's amazing. Um, so what gave you the idea to then switch from working for somebody else to working for yourself? Oh man, I, I've always loved entrepreneurialism. I, I love startups, I, I love the energy, but I always felt like I was just too gutless to actually go out on my own. I, mm. I just didn't think I had what it took. Um, 
but I was kind of nursing this idea the whole time I was running these LinkedIn ads at that last company. I grew that to become LinkedIn's largest spending account. So I was spending more money than anyone else on the planet. And I went, man, if I'm looking for something to like, to use as my jumping off point, when you're the top spender, you know, theoretically you should be learning more than anyone else. You should know more. If I'm the best in the world at something, I should probably do something about that. And, Mm. uh, so anyway, that was the that was the impetus, and I'm really really glad I took that leap. And then for the folks that are listening at home, uh, what's the name of your company? Uh, it's called B2 Linked. The letter B, the number two, and the word linked. So, what were some of the biggest mistakes that you made early on, and what did you learn from them? Oh man, uh, the the one that I just totally face palm over is early on. We had a client. I was probably only in business for about three months. It was still just me at that point. And I had a client come on who gave me a budget, but she gave me a budget for a month. It wasn't like an ongoing budget. And because all the other clients I had were a, a monthly budget, um, it, it just, it didn't occur to me. And so I kept spending her budget in, in month two and she wasn't very responsive. Like I, I was sending reports and stuff, but it wasn't until she came back and said, whoa, we're still advertising. I thought we were going to touch base after month one and, and evaluate. So that made me feel real bad. And now I pay really close attention to uh, time expectations. I can understand that. Can you give us an example of the kind of business growth that you're seeing through LinkedIn marketing? Yeah, the coolest part about LinkedIn ads is we can be so specific about who we show an ad to. Mm. So if you have, let's say a SaaS software product that is senior HR executives use, um, and you know, let's say it's really expensive. Well, you don't care about the Google ads and the SEO leads because 99% of them are going to be tire kickers, uh, mom and pop companies who just, who can't afford. And so the coolest part about LinkedIn is we can, because we can be specific about who we're targeting, we can make sure that the only leads we generate, every single lead is a golden lead. So Mm. what we find is like, if if you just need leads, yeah, Facebook ads, like go to Facebook ads because you'll, you'll get leads and you'll get them for a lot cheaper. But when we start measuring LinkedIn leads down the whole sales process, we find that although our cost per lead might be higher than Facebook or Google uh, to become a lead, we look at how high quality those are and how they graduate to like a marketing qualified lead and a sales qualified lead and proposals and closed deals. And we find that LinkedIn ads are incredibly profitable if mm. you're you know, up to date as a marketer enough, technical enough to actually follow it all the way through the funnel especially with the whole iOS 14 stuff coming out, I can see exactly how valuable that would be. Oh, yeah. Uh, As you say, at the time of this recording, it's like right before Apple has said, we're going to enforce this for sure. By the time this comes out, we're going to be dealing with the aftermath. It's it's (laughs) not looking forward to that personally. I don't know about you. No, same here. The nice thing is, you know, we're very much tied to the LinkedIn wagon. And I think, I mean, ultimately, Facebook is fighting hard against the iOS 14 update. Facebook, Google, LinkedIn, I mean, all the platforms, they're the ones who stand to gain from this because mm. everyone's going to have to invest in their walled garden, in, in their e- ecosystem. We'll, we'll lose a bunch of tracking and stuff, but ultimately it's going to drive a lot of dollars towards Google, Facebook, and you know, hopefully some LinkedIn. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so there's always somebody else out there that seems to be doing something better than you, okay? And I love this concept of good artists like Borrow, or they create on their own, but great artists steal. So what have you stolen from somebody else and how have you made it your own for your business? Ooh, that's a good question. 
okay, so let me take it from this approach. Uh, you know, at this point, I've spent more money than anyone else has ever spent on LinkedIn ads. Um, I don't think that there's much that, that someone's going to teach me about LinkedIn. When I first started advertising, uh, I'd never run social ads before. Um, the only thing I knew was Google ads. And so I, I approached it with the same campaign organization, the same like micro segmentation that I used to do with Google AdWords campaigns back in the day. And what I found is that that approach was so fundamentally different from what everyone else was doing. And we found some really cool, really cool advantages to it. Like with micro segmentation, you get data back about which uh, specific members of your audience, or I guess specific segments like, or don't like your content. And so mm. it's, it's almost like a private focus group about what content do CEOs like versus managers and everything in between. And so that's something I've borrowed from the paid search world and got to, you know, share with the paid uh, social folks. Okay. Let's talk about efficiency. Uh, how big is your organization? We're about 15 to 17 right now. So we're still small and nimble. <laughs> small and nimble, and yet I would imagine that you're trying to direct everybody's focus. 17 people is quite a bit for one person to, to lead. So how do you achieve efficiency and what shortcuts have you found to be able to streamline your entire business? I think the biggest gains for me have been in, in just bringing on good people. Mm. Um, early on, you know, I've never run a business before. So early on, it was a, oh, AJ's got to do everything. So when someone needs to be trained, AJ's got to do it. You know, accounting messes up, like AJ's got to go fix it. And what I did is probably like kicking and screaming, but I started to offload some of those tasks to people. And what I found was, sure, like they're, maybe they wouldn't, they want, wouldn't do it quite as well as you, but your time is worth more. And so I started delegating more. And now I'm to a point where like when employees come on, I don't have to run the training program and it's a beautiful thing. And now the employees are doing stuff way better than I could. That's awesome. So uh, let's talk about that for a second because I feel like there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that are constantly looking for growth. And there's always that, that debate between would I rather train somebody who has minimal knowledge but train them the way that I want them to be or train or pay somebody a lot more money from the get-go because they're already an expert, but then have to fight to integrate them into that system. So how do you, how do you combat that? Yeah, we've tried both. And what, what I think we've settled on, at least for now, is I, I hate hiring people directly out of college because, I mean, I'm going to have to teach them our particular brand of marketing anyway. So I don't necessarily care too much about their background. But what I do care about is that someone has had some experience in a company because it, boy, it's tough when someone comes in and they want to learn, but you have to teach them like, here's how to manage a calendar. And here's what reply all does. Like that's the kind of stuff that I don't like to have to teach. But I've also found that if you go after the, the, the really senior folks, you got to pay for them and, and then it's hard to retain them because they're, they're always like getting poached from somewhere else. So I really like going after those folks that have like, you know, one to two years of, of experience in any kind of account management and you know, no one runs LinkedIn ads like us. So we're going to have to teach the whole process from the ground up anyway. And that's okay. Okay. So how long did it take you to go from having to work with LinkedIn under your boss that one time to where you are today? What, what did that process look like? What, what happened for me was going out on my own. You know, I, I had a conversation with my wife and 
we both said we're really uncomfortable with this, but we think there's an opportunity. We've got 11 months of runway. So let's, let's get down the road, you know, nine months and see, and if it's still not looking like we can support our family, then great. I can go get a different job. What we found is it was about five months before the agency had totally recouped what my paycheck was at the previous company. So it was at that point, I kind of like breathed a sigh of relief and said, wow, this is actually going to work. And then it was about a year in before I finally delegated and brought on a full-time employee. I was using interns before that, mm. now, um, which is, you know, it, it's tough to rely on interns that every time there's midterms or finals that come around, they're gone for a week. And then ever since then, my life just got easier and easier and easier. Every, every new person we brought uh, and, you know, they caught the vision. So from, from that first initial contact with LinkedIn ads to starting that company in that five months in, how long was that? It was about two and a half years that I had experience running LinkedIn ads before I started out on my own. And of course, like I've learned so much about LinkedIn ads, you know, doing it for different companies. Um, So right at the beginning, I'd be pretty embarrassed if I saw where I was, uh, you know, understanding wise. It actually took me about $30 million in ad spend before the light finally turned on and I went, oh, I get it now. So I, I might be a little bit slower than most, but now I've got it and I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> Honestly, I think that is no different from most people in life. Like As an artist, uh, as a stunt coordinator, I look at stuff that I've done like three, four years ago and that's fairly recent. And I go, oh my gosh, why is this out there on the internet? I could do so much better now. I think if you're not having those kinds of realizations with past work, uh, I think it's more of a sign that you're not growing. Good point. Yep, so, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, I think you're just fine. That being said, what has been the biggest challenge that you've had to overcome in your field? Because I had never run a business before, mm-hmm. I think all of the big challenges were, as a business owner, when there's no one else to do something, you've got to wear every hat. And mm-hmm. I was really especially uncomfortable with the sales hat. Like I am a marketer. I am not a sales guy. But if, if I want to put food on the dinner table, like I've got to sell some deals. And so I, I, found, uh, I found a style of sales that worked really well for me. It didn't make me feel like a, a sleazy used car salesman. And that worked really well uh, until about six months ago. And I'm embarrassed that it took me this long, but we actually finally hired a sales team and now it's off my plate. And boy, I love coming to work every day when I don't have to hop on and qualify leads and stuff. Isn't that a great feeling? So the name of our show is Funny Business. And I believe that comedy and businesses should combine. So my question is this, what sorts of comedy has come out of you running your business? Like what have you been able to laugh at yourself with? Like what's something that's happened in the office or with your advertising that's, that's just been like, you know what, that was silly. Let's roll with it or let's run with it. Well, I have two angles here. The first angle around comedy is that um, because the LinkedIn newsfeed is so full of people with like, you know, suits and ties and super buttoned up and professional, we find that something that is funny, that's interesting, that's personal, it's going to stand out and make you like, like your ads are, are going to get a better response. So we love to kind of break the mold a little bit and be a little bit irreverent. The other element here is that when when you work with clients, it, it means you essentially have a whole bunch of different bosses. You know, we've got like 60 clients. Every one of them is gonna have a different, different personality, different approach. And sometimes we get off of calls and we just have to laugh. Like, the, like 
the, the client maybe says something uh, that you know it is ridiculous or, uh, or or maybe we said something ridiculous and you just you have to hop off those and, and like blow off steam and just laugh at yourself it's it's the right way to do it <laughs> okay so what do you like the best about what you do if you would have asked me in college or or even high school like do you like math I would have said absolutely not like I, I was just excited to get done with these math classes but what I've found is that because I have an application with data I actually care about what formulas say and what they predict. And so I, I've been really geeking out on, on math and data science for the, the last probably year. And mm. it's allowed us, you know, because we, we have so much data from so many big advertisers, we've gotten to combine that data and put together reports. Like we had a report that told like, here's what happened to LinkedIn costs during the whole COVID situation. Here's where they are now. And that was really exciting for me in a way that I think my high school math teacher would probably be like, I told you so. <laughs> I told you to come in handy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. Okay. So who is the ideal client for you and where should they go to find out more about you and your company? Yeah. I, I think first of all, you have to understand if you're a good candidate for running LinkedIn ads, um, because we can help anyone who LinkedIn ads are a good fit for. What you need to know about them is number one, the targeting is incredible for who you can reach from a, a business perspective, there's like 26 different facets you can target people by title and seniority and company size and, and, and all that. It's great. But the flip side here is that LinkedIn ads are incredibly expensive when you're comparing them to, uh, to Facebook and sometimes even Google. Mm -hmm. So because they cost more upfront, it traditionally means we need a larger deal size or a lifetime value on the back end. Mm -hmm. So what we tell people is, when you close a deal, if it's worth at least $15,000 to you, then great. LinkedIn ads are a total no-brainer. But if you're selling a product that's like you know $50 a month, oh, probably not high enough to actually get a return from your investment. That, that's the big one is like, can you target the people that who are your ideal client using business targeting? And are you going to make enough money off of it that it's worth it? Sweet. Love that. And then where do they go to find out more about you? Oh yeah, that's easy. If you just go to b2linked.com, fill out a the form on any of those pages um, and you know, you'll get easy access to us. Uh, you can follow me or connect with me on LinkedIn. Just make sure to customize the connection request and, and say like, like, I heard you on Kent's show. Uh, that way I know to accept it because I, I can't accept everyone. So, so uh, yeah, hit me up. Absolutely. Sounds fantastic. Well, for those of you at home, be sure to like and share this with your friends. AJ is absolutely phenomenal at what he does. So if somebody can get a single golden nugget at what, uh, what he's just said today, be sure to uh, share it with them. AJ, thank you so, so much for your time. This has been an absolute blast. Oh, anytime. Have me back for a round two. <laughs> for those of you at home, I'll see you guys next week. Want to learn the tricks of our trade? We have them all laid out in our courses on Harmon Brothers University. This isn't surface level stuff here. This is our entire playbook, all our secrets laid out in full, the same training we give our own employees. You'll find courses on ad buying, writing video scripts to sell your product or service, creating the kind of large production ads we're known for, even making short ads using nothing but your cell phone. If you're looking to use video marketing to take your business to the next level, Harmon Brothers University has the course for you. Our students have seen incredible growth in their businesses by implementing what they learned in our courses. Take these reviews as living proof. We've now got 
multiple campaigns that are in the millions of views and in the multiple millions of dollars in sales. Within a week, we're close to 10 million views, over a million in sales, and most impressively, we've covered 100% of the production costs in the first 24 hours of releasing it. We saw immediate results. Sales went up 10x the first day. The first video we did is over 30 million views. The most customers that we've ever acquired in a single month. I think we had about 26,000 new customers. Go to harmanbrothersuniversity.com to start accelerating your business's growth with video.